This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. And tonight's edition of Bet LA with Anita Marks is made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Anita Marks with you here, hour three on uh, on 710 ESPN LA. Like I said, we are doing a deep dive. We are getting ready for the World Cup. And J.J. Duvaney joins us now uh, here on 710. And he's got a great podcast. You can find it on Spotify. It's called Caught Offside. It's, you're, I, I'm not just saying this because he's on. Uh, it really is the best uh, soccer podcast out there. Follow it, listen to it now throughout the World Cup and, um, and really be in the know. So, um, so, so first things first, uh, JJ, let, let's dive into, let's go group by group and let's start with Group A. Who do you like coming out of Group A? It's hard right now to look beyond the Netherlands to top the group, to finish number one. They're the power in that group. Then after that, Senegal, who are highly rated, but it's going to depend on whether they're talismanic forward Sadio Mane is fit. Ecuador, a very decent side too. And Qatar really, they shouldn't be anywhere. They're a better team than they were, say, 10 years ago uh, when the tournament was announced. Um, They've done a lot in terms of bringing in uh, non-Qatari players, nationalizing them and getting them to play for, for Qatar. But for me, it's going to be Netherlands, probably Senegal or Ecuador after that. I'm going to go for Netherlands 1 and Senegal 2 in Group A. Interesting because you could get you could get Ecuador, a very bold team as we know, to qualify at even money. So I'm assuming that yeah, that's, that's not a play that you would make. <laughs> um, no, I, you see, here's the problem with this first cup. There's a lot of variables going into it, including injuries. So, like I said, if Senegal's Sadio Mane is fit, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet against them. I'm gonna say. Senegal are going to finish second in the group and they're going to do very well. But we don't know that that's the case. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait for the injury report for the first game to see what shape Mane is in. He says he's going to be okay. I don't know. For me, it's the Netherlands 1, Senegal 2. Okay. Um, really quick, before we move on to Group B, which of course the United States is in, and I want to spend more time there. Obviously, Qatar hosting the World Cup. Therefore, they get Game 1 against Ecuador. That's an 11 a.m. game. Uh, the, the under is standing out to me. Under two and a half goals. Ecuador, they have shutouts on their last six games, right? Zero scores in four of their last five games. In their last 12 games... Um, only one score. So also you got to anticipate, of course, the home crowd. It's going to be, they're going to be really pumped up with that. You know, in regard to that first match or is, is, would the under be a good play there? Personally for me, uh, I I think it's going to be Ecuador. I think they're going to win it fairly convincingly. So I think a two nil result for Ecuador, that, that makes sense to me. Um, Like I said, Qatar are better than people, People realize, but uh, 
home crowd and all that. Look, it's a home crowd in a non-soccer nation. It's not going to be that intimidating. Ecuador are faced much, much tougher in South American qualifying. I, I see Ecuador prevailing 2-0. Okay, uh, let's move to Group B. This is where the United States is. You've got England, Iran, Wales as well. Let, let's do a deep dive into th- this United States team, right? Like This is a new era when it comes to soccer, especially, especially with the men's, right? Like um, Young star players, many actually playing overseas. 13 of the 26 players play overseas. Five of them play on the Premier League. Um, so, you know... It, I guess my question to you is um, for the United States, like Americans that don't always don't necessarily watch a lot of soccer, but are going to be watching because of the World Cup um, heightened expectation. How excited should Americans be in regard to this team? Well, well the first thing is they should be very excited because this is a young team and uh, it's the youngest team in the tournament. And they've got some players who are right now playing at the peak of their powers. You mentioned the Premier League. If you've watched Leeds United recently under uh, former Red Bull manager Jesse Marsh, you can see Tyler Adams, you can see Brendan Aronson really playing fantastic uh, soccer. So, yeah, they should be excited. It's a, it's a completely new league turned over. The veterans that failed to qualify for Russia 2018, they're gone. And this is a team that can do significant damage in this group if, if they get off to a good start. That, that's, that's the key, right? Um, and and who's who's Captain American? Who's who's Captain America? Christian? Is it Pulisic? Am I am I pronouncing that properly? The most important playwright. Hundred percent, Christian Pulisic. Yes, I mean like like I can't wait to see him play. Uh, what? Why is he Captain America? What is so significant? Uh, what's so significant in regard to his role on this team? Well, like he got the name Captain America, I suppose, because he was the first of this new bunch of players to really break through in Europe, of this new generation. He came through at Borussia Dortmund as a teenager. He set the world on fire. He was the boy wonder then. And then he graduated to Captain America as he made the move to Chelsea for a record fee for an American player, $75 million. So, I mean, that's why he's got that moniker. He doesn't play consistently for Chelsea right now. In fact, a move away from Chelsea is highly likely probably in the summer. Uh, but that's, that's where he's got the moniker from. He's all grown up. The boy wonder has become Captain America. He's a very talented player uh, in terms of a guy who can get on the ball, dribble past uh, the opposition and create chances. That's what makes him exciting. Uh, he's an important part of the team. But like I said before, uh, this, this side is not short of players playing at the highest level. And that's why people are excited. Who's going to be the goalie? Is it going to be Matt Turner? All we expected is after Zach Steffen, who was kind of the the hair apparent to the to the number one jersey. I suppose not really the hair apparent. They fought it out across qualifying with who would be number one. And Stefan, I thought, would be in the squad, but he is not now. It's it's going to be Matt Turner. He'll be backed up by Ethan Horvitz of Luton Town and then Sean Johnson of NYCFC. So if Matt Turner is 100% fit, he's been struggling with a groin injury the last month or so, it will be a full month when he takes the field next Monday since he's played a game for his club Arsenal in England. But if it's not Matt Turner, it would be a huge shock. Again, Group B, this is where the United States needs to uh, do their best work to, uh, to, of course, to advance. England, Iran, Wales, their first matchup is against Wales, by the way. Um, so l- let's talk about this. England, obviously the favorite to win this group. Uh, is, is, is that who you think comes out? 
Yeah, I mean, England do have problems, and I'm not saying this couldn't turn into a very tricky group for them. But, like, if we're just going on on the rankings and, and on talent alone, England should be number one. And then it's a fight between uh, Wales and the United States for that second spot. And, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot going on in Iran right now. We know that it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's something that's seeped into the team as well in terms of the protests that are happening in that country. Um, that either emboldens their side and makes them better or it doesn't help them. But they are, they're probably the weakest side on paper in this group. So it's, it's England, clear favourites, and then it's between Wales and the US uh, for that second spot. And that's why that first game is so important. The USA, they don't have to win per se. A win would be fantastic. A win would be half the work done. Then another point should get them through out of the uh, probably the Iran game or, or a win again, six points certainly would bring them through. But they cannot lose to Wales on Monday. They simply can't do that. Yeah, their first game is Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, just FYI. By the way, you could wager that Iran finishes last in this group at minus 120, which means you're laying $120 down to win 100, just FYI. Also, the United States and Wales over under two and a half. I like the under here as well. Like, you know, in, in, in one thing that, you know, I, I understand and I've been reading uh, about the United States team is that they just they play a very slow, slow play, slow pace, methodical. Um, you know, they don't have a lot of like, you know, uh, strikers that are out there that are scoring at will. So would you say that that would be a good wager for this U.S. Wales Matchup the I mean, under it the under I mean, at two and a half. Yeah, maybe because I, I, I the problem for the U.S. has been that center forward position. Uh, do they have an out and out uh, number nine, a striker? Uh, we're hearing all sorts of rumors out of the camp that maybe it could be uh, Tim Weah, who's more of a white player, a white attacker playing centrally. Um, so yeah, and they don't. I mean, not lately. They haven't really scored a ton of goals, so maybe that's a good bet. I, I do think that it's going to be a close game between them and Wales. A two-one, one way or the other, could be could decide this one. It could be two-one Wales, two-two-one to the US. Um, I fancy the US to win it though. Um, they'll play on the front foot. They know this is the game that they have to get off to a good start in. It'll be a low-scoring possible. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the US win it two-one. Okay, so 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 then you like the over in that matchup, not the under. Um, again, JJ Devaney joining us. Uh, he has uh, him and Andrew Gunling has a phenomenal soccer podcast called Caught Offside. You could download it, listen to it on Spotify. Make sure you do that, especially throughout the World Cup. All right, let's take a look at Group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, as well as Poland. Um, who do you, who do you have advancing in this group? I mean, Argentina are the class of the group there. There's, uh, there was a simulation done by EA Sports that uh, has Argentina going on all the way to the final and winning. They're in great form. Their talisman, Messi, has never been happier. He was a pretty unhappy figure at the 2018 World Cup. We all remember those pictures of him in the, uh, when the national anthem was being played. He looks completely daunted and emotionally not in the right place. That's changed. They've won Copa America in 2021, so they, they feel like a team that's that's together, uh, much more than they were the last time. So that's Argentina. And then, again, Mexico, who uh, didn't exactly turn, uh, you know, rip up any trees in qualifying. They came out of the U.S. group. Uh, Canada, you know, um, 
were their main rival really it was it was Canada the US and Mexico coming out of CONCACAF there in those top three spots but Mexico we're not sure about them tremendous pressure under Tata Martino and then Poland have the Lewandowski factor one of the best strikers uh, in the world um, from Barcelona formerly of Bayern Munich so it's really Argentina number one and I really don't know is it going to be Mexico or Poland to take that second spot there's a part of me says that Mexico are undercooked and uh, that they're going to struggle and I think that Poland may slip in there in the second spot well, how about this? You could wager that Argentina is going to finish first in the C group and Poland second in the C group at plus 175. And so that's where my money is riding. Let's look at group D. I think that's, I, I think that's probably the best bet that I've, I've thrown out there tonight. Um, all right. Uh, you've got group D with uh, France, Australia, Denmark. Um, and, and of course, as we know, France defending champions, the most complete roster, um, from everything that I'm reading, but Denmark potentially could be a sleeper as well. Um, is it just obvious France is going to advance from group D? Uh, it's obvious. It feels obvious that France and Denmark, but I'm not as, I'm not as confident. I think maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, you would have said, well, the French will will finish, well, certainly in the summer, you would have said, looking forward, you would have said the French are going to finish one, the Danes are going to finish two. But France's midfield, which helped them win the World Cup in 2018 in Russia, of N'Golo Kante and Paul Pogba, that's not going to be there. Both players are injured. They won't travel. They're not part of the squad. And it makes you wonder about the makeup of that French midfield, which was so important in winning in 2018. And then you look at Denmark's record in the Nations League against France, and they have, uh, they've been a, a thorn in the French side. They've beaten them. So the Danes are a, a, they're a different prospect. They have Christian Eriksen, who re- recovered from that terrible cardiac event at Euro 2021 where, when he nearly died on the field. He's back now, and he's playing ac- absolutely fantastically for Manchester United. So I, I have a sneaky suspicion, and uh, <laughs> as good as France are, the Danes could tip them to number one, and it could be France number two. But... I mean, it's going to be France and Denmark coming out of it. It's a weak Australian team. And Tunisia, I have it on good authority from, uh, from the BBC uh, African football uh, correspondent um, that it's not really going to be Tunisia that does uh, any damage this year. So it's going to be probably France 1, Denmark 2, and then Australia and Tunisia making up the rest. But... Denmark have a real chance in this group to to uh, to upset the apple cart with France at least. I just have about three minutes left in the segment, and I know we've got four more groups to go through. So so let's let's rip through them. Group E, right, okay. obviously Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. Spain on paper second best team uh, in in this tournament. Um, is that how you is that who you have advancing in E? Yes, in, in E, Anita. Let's be brief. It's going to be Spain one. Uh, Germany too. Uh, Japan are a good side and they'll cause trouble for both Germany and Spain in the way that they pass and move the ball. But it's going to be tough for them to sneak in there in the second spot. So it's Spain 1, Germany 2 to advance from that group. All right. In looking at Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia, Croatia, uh, just a very, you know, gut-wrenching loss, of course, came in second last year. But, uh, you know, uh, who, do, who do you have coming out of this group? 
Belgium's are an aging side, but they're still they're still ranked number two in the world. They're, it's Belgium and Croatia. It's a possibility that Canada sneaks in there um, because of their youth and because of their pace and the, uh, that they have in the side Alfonso Davies in particular. But I think the safe bet is to go with Belgium one, Croatia two. Okay. And then, uh, and then we're looking at Group G, uh, Brazil. This is what they're born for, is to play soccer. As we know, Swin- Switzerland, Cameroon is in this group as well. I, I mean, should we even spend time talking about Group G? Is it just, is it just innately going to be Brazil? JJ? I think, I think it's going to be Brazil, and I, I really like the Serbs. I saw them uh, at first hand in World Cup qualifying. I think it's going to be Brazil 1, Serbia 2. Why, really quick, tell me why Serbia 2. Um, Serbia, you know, it depends on fitness, but Serbia have a, a, a strike force, a potential strike force in Alexander Mitrovic of Fulham from the Premier League. They've got uh, Vlavic from Juventus. They've got Sergei Milinkovic-Savage in midfield. And they've got Dusan Tadic from Ajax. That is quality in the attack. And they're a better team than people give them credit for. And they'll, they'll cause problems uh, for Switzerland and Cameroon. Group H, our final group, Portugal, of course, deep roster, Ronaldo, everybody knows him, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. Um, who's advancing from G? I mean, I'm sorry, who's advancing from H? Who's advancing from H? Yeah, I stick my neck out here and I'm going to say coming out of, of H is uh, Uruguay Ooh. and it's either Ghana or South Korea. I have a feeling that Portugal might miss out. That, that's the way I feel right now. So for me, it's Uruguay 1, Ghana 2. Lots of people are going to bet Uruguay or uh, Portugal to top the group or they're going to have them finish in second. I'm not so sure about that. Okay, so um, let's end with who do you have winning this whole damn thing? <laughs> the whole damn thing, the whole shooting match. Uh, right now, I think for me, it's between... I, I, I have had brackets that has Spain winning it, uh, but... I think my heart and my head says Brazil are going to take it, Anita. Um, the firepower they have up front, uh, they have a very solid midfield, an excellent goalkeeper, and a back four that should be good enough to carry them all the way through. Uh, Brazil for me. So Brazil for you, but Spain potentially could pull the upset. Oh, definitely. And, uh, and, and Spain have been developing all along. They were dreadfully unlucky to, you, to lose the European Championship in 2021 to Italy, to the eventual, eventual winners, Italy. Um, Spain are a better team um, than a lot of people realize, but do they have the gold power up front? I'm not sure about that. JJ, you rock as always. Uh, love, love your voice and love your insight, and we so appreciate you breaking this down for us. Can't wait, as Bart Scott likes to say, the World Cup has <laughs> arrived. It is your time to shine, my friend. JJ Devaney joining us again. Great podcast all about soccer, leading you from now all the way through the end of the World Cup. Make sure you check it out on Spotify. It's called Caught Offside. Uh, thank you so much, JJ. Oh, thanks for having me, Anita. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. So when we get back, um, I will share with you uh, group by group, how am I wagering futures bets heading into the World Cup that kicks off, no pun intended, uh, on Sunday. Stay tuned for that next here on Bet LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. 
I feel like that's a question of the day, right? About Gareth. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, everyone knows who he is. I mean, he's a guy that's super decorated, a guy that, you know, who's kind of won everything. And, um, you know, I'm, I honestly had the, the opportunity to kind of share the field with him and know his tendencies day in and day out. So, I mean, for our standpoint, we got limited time and space. I mean, when he's comfortable and confident, I mean, he's a dangerous player. So he's a guy we definitely have to be keen on. And, um, you know, a guy that, you know, we always got to be aware about on the field. United States uh, getting ready for Wales. First game will be Monday at 2 p.m. All right, how am I playing this based on my conversation with JJ? Let's break it down. Group A, Netherlands finish, finishing one, Singal finishing two. You get that at plus 225. Also, Singal qualifying at minus 110. Group B, England finishing first, USA finishing second. That's at plus 175. USA qualifying at minus 105. And Iran finishing last at minus 120. Group C, Argentina one, Poland two at plus 175, Poland qualifying at minus 110. Group D, Denmark one, pulling the upset, France two, and you can get that at three to one. Some good odds there. Group E, I got Spain one, Germany two at plus 125. Group F, Morocco finishing dead last at plus 120. Group G, Brazil one, Serbia two at plus 190. Serbia qualifying at plus 120. Group H, I'm with JJ, love Uruguay. Winning Group H at plus 125. Also, Uruguay finishing first, Ghana finishing second at plus 250. On Sunday, it's the first match. It's Ecuador against uh, Qatar. Of course, they're hosting. Uh, They get the first match. I've got Ecuador winning as well as the under at two and a half goals, and you could get that at three to one. On Monday, like I said, 2 p.m. Eastern time, USA plays. They're going up against Wales. My play there is the under at two and a half. And the winner, got to go with Brazil. Like, they were just born. Like, in the womb. They were playing soccer in the womb. Like, 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 that's just, that's who they are. I got them winning at plus 350. I got Brazil or Spain winning at plus 225. And I've got USA, unfortunately, out of the World Cup in the round of 16. And you could get that at 2-1. to one. So I know a lot there. If you missed any of it, of course, we'll have it up on our podcast on, uh, on, on ESPN 710 so you can listen. But uh, some futures bets as well as uh, how I'm playing Sunday as well as Monday as well. Stay tuned. We come back. Randy Robles from the Elias Sports, Elias Sports Bureau joins us next. Uh, we'll swing back. Talk some more NFL as well as Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com, professional handicapper, will join us this hour as well. Anita Marks with you to 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. It is time for our Elias Sports Bureau segment. Randy Robles joins us from the Elias Sports Bureau. And again, just a reminder, make sure you download that Elias Game Plan app. It's your ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, Player stats, head-to-head team comparisons. I'm telling you, if you play fantasy football and you gamble, this is the best app out there, and they do not discriminate. Droid, iPhone, 
um, one and the same. You could download on both. Randy, how you doing? Hey, good, Anita. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited. World Cup. I know you're a big World Cup freak. I'm a big real World Cup freak. We're both in the New York area. We are going to be watching some matches together. That's for sure. But um, we are heading into, can you believe it, week 11? Can you believe it? No. No, can't believe it. It's, ridi- it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm like a school teacher. Like, um, you know, uh, when school's in, school's out. Football, no football. Like, you know, and, and once and once my schedule changes and I'm and I'm and I'm in it, then before I know it, it's over. It's like it's the craziest thing. But nonetheless, you, you know what? I love football so much uh, as much as much as you do, Anita. And but you know what drives me crazy when when we're in the middle of summer and some idiot says, hey, only 95 more days to football. Can you, can you just enjoy this? Can you can you enjoy the summer? I know. Don't you they say that? Idiot. It's so true. It's I so bananas. true. I go, I go, what do you mean? I mean, that means 95 days till fall. It means we only got two months left this summer or whatever, you know. So anyway, who counts? Sorry, who counts that? Who counts that? I got stuff a friend. Anyway? I don't. My friend, my I'm friend sure. Aaron Hampton, listen, every year he does this to me. Listen, you're all about the numbers. I would imagine you have many friends who count a lot of things that I wouldn't even expect yes. to uh, or anticipate to count. Okay, so let's dive into it. Uh, and let's start in, uh, in, in L.A., where the Rams are taking on the Saints. Uh, the Saints are favored by 4.5. The over-under is at 38.5. It was just announced, of course, that uh, um, Andy Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback. They're going to stick with Andy Dalton as opposed to making the switch to, uh, to Jameis Winston. And also, uh, great news for the Rams, and that is Matthew Stafford was able to practice uh, on Thursday. So, so that's fantastic. With that being said, what are your Elias insights for this matchup? The stat that's going to blow you away to me is, is this Mm-mm. Andy Dalton, who has been you know, a pretty terrible quarterback to bet on, you know, in prime time and, and a lot of situations is actually a very good bet when his team is favored by, uh, by more than three points as they are this week. Believe it or not, Andy Dalton's teams are 33-8 and 1 when, his, when he's favored by more than 3 points. That's include, that that includes 25-14 and 3 against the spread. So, it's a very good spot to to act to bet on on Dalton and the Saints this week. Uh, in addition so to that, I'm sorry, really quick. So he's cuz I'm taking yeah. notes, of course. He's 25-14 yeah. and 1 against the spread when he's a, a more than a 3-point dog. Yeah, 25, 14, and 3 against the spread, and 33, 8, and 1 straight up in that scenario. Oh, I'm sorry, when he's favored. Yes. When he's, what, what did I when he's favored. Did I, did I not say yeah. that? Yeah. No, no, he's I said it. I, I, right, right, right. I said dog. But no, when he's favored. Okay, I got it. I got it now. Yeah, he's a good, he's a good front runner is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you know, when, when, when he's supposed to win, he seems to do that more often than lose. So, uh, that, so that coupled with the fact that um, you know, teams seem to be running away from the Rams, uh, especially lately. Um, you know, and they, they just look at the fourth quarter, they're getting outscored by over seven points per quarter uh, for the entire year. And over the last three games, they've been outscored 34 to seven in the fourth quarter. So, you know, that's where games are won and lost. And uh, with, with the Rams, it's, it's been a lot of losing. So um, to couple that with the Dalton stat, I think it's probably a pretty good bet to take the Saints this weekend. Wow. 
Uh, that is not music to the ears of Rams fans. So let's move on to the Chargers game. The Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is the uh, bright lights, big stage of Sunday night. Kansas City's favored by six. The over-under is at 50 and a half. The Chargers getting healthier on the offensive side of the ball, right? Expectation is yeah. hopefully Mike Williams and Keenan Allen get back. But now they suffer more injuries on the defensive side of the ball, specifically the defensive line which you don't want to hear going up against the number one most explosive offense in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So with that being said, what are your Elias insights? So this is a primetime game. The Chiefs have won 10 straight primetime games, if you, including last year's playoffs. Um, so you would think that, that you know, they're, they're, they're a pretty good bet. However, four of, those last, four of the last five wins were by six or fewer points. In addition, if you look at Mahomes versus Herbert, uh, they faced off four times in their career. Each of those four games were decided by six or fewer points. In addition to that, the Chargers are 5-2 and two against the spread since the start of last season as an underdog. And just to italicize that, the league in general this year, home dogs in division games are 7-2 and two straight up since week five. So... You know, the Chargers being a home dog uh, in this division game, the trend has been of late that these teams, these games, these teams are actually winning these games. Forget about just covering. They're winning these games. Like I said, seven and two since week five. And then with the history of Mahomes versus Herbert, very close games. So for that reason, I think you take the, I think it's five and a half points right now. I think I see it six as well, but by, by Sunday night, it could be uh, anywhere between five and seven points. You know, I, I'm I'm with you here. I I do like the Chargers getting the points. Um, I just you know it's just on on paper, it just screams Kansas City. But right. you, you know, you, but it's it's a whole. You're right. It's a whole different animal when you're talking about a divisional matchup for sure. Uh, last mm-hmm. but not least, the Jets going up against the Patriots. I'm so intrigued by this game because, mm. as we know, the Jets have one of the best defenses in the NFL, but have arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL. And that quarterback, even though he's not a rookie, he's still very wet behind the ears. And going up against Bill Belichick, we know Bill Belichick has his way against young, inexperienced, and not very savvy quarterbacks. So the Patriots Mm. favored by three, three and a half in some places, and the over-under is at 38. I'm very intrigued with your Elias insights. What do you have here? Well, I can see why the Patriots are, are, are favored. Of course, they're home. They've won 13 straight games against the Jets. And in those 13 games, their average margin of victory is 19.2 points. So they've owned the Jets in recent years. But this is not your uncle's Jets and your uncle's Patriots. This is, these are obviously different teams. Probably the most interesting stat for me for the Jets in support of the Jets is that they have won uh, five games this season as an underdog five games straight up and that's tied to the league lead this this year with the with the Giants and the Seahawks um, in addition to that the Jets are four and oh on the road this year and Anita can you tell would you know how many teams are four and oh or better on the road this year what probably the Jets are the only one <laughs> Jets and the Eagles are five and over oh, those are the only two teams so that's pretty good company um, obviously and so and then the last most conclusive stat that I'm going to give you is that the Jets this season have yet to be outscored 
in the fourth quarter. And that's where the games are won, won and lost. And Coach Salah has got these guys focused with the eyes on the prize coming down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And for that reason, I think the Jets are going to break the unlucky 13-game losing streak curse Ooh. and uh, come out. And then one last thing I want to show you, too. Now, the Pats are coming off a of bye, and a lot of people might, might be saying, well, you know, how can you bet against Belichick coming off a of bye? Well, since Brady left town, the Patriots are actually 0-2 coming off a of bye. So there goes that theory that, that, that he's this, uh, you know, uh, Andy Reid type of uh, record coming off the bye. So for all those reasons, I, I really like it. Now, the over-under, that's pretty low, 38 points. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I do like the under in this. If if I was if I was to play this, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't like I don't like the the hook. So I'm I'm probably mm. I'm probably not going to play a side. But but I do believe that the play is is the under here. As much as I love Mac Jones, uh, he's just not comfortable in this offense that, uh, that they've created for him since Josh left and of course went to the Raiders. And uh, and both these defenses are top three in the NFL. So my play in this is 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 certainly the under. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it all pans out. Uh, Randy, you, you rock as always, my friends. Uh, again, Randy Robles from the Elias Sports Bureau. They have the Game Plan app. You can download it on your iPhone or your Droid. It's one of the best apps out there, especially if you play fantasy football or you're into gambling. Um, we just, you know, obviously such amazing insights. I like to call them nuggets, but insights that Randy just shared with us. They have them for every game. So make sure you download uh, that that app and, uh, and 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 I'm sure it will help you make some tough decisions when it comes to gambling as well as fantasy. Randy, thank you so much. My pleasure. Have a good one. You got it. Randy Robles joining us, the Elias Sports Bureau. I'm Anita Marks. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Mark on 710 ESPN. Made possible by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Fat Jack joining us, fatjacksports.com. That's where you can find him and a special Wednesday show tonight. So we're stoked about that. Therefore, we can preview the Thursday night football game with Tennessee going up against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers favored by three. The over-unders at 41. This is a Green Bay Packers team. Jack, they're feeling really good about themselves coming off that win against the Dallas Cowboys. What side are you on here? Yeah, I mean, let's make some money. I mean, we're right before Thanksgiving, and we're a little bit early. So I know a lot of people are at that fork in the road where they may be thinking about quitting if things don't go well. So it's a lot of pressure this week. And it's a similar pressure for Green Bay because it's it's one of those games where you, you feel really good about what happened last week after a horrible season at this point. If you drop this one, then you're right back where you started. Um, I think I would play under, and I'm going to probably play under in this game. I've been really good on Thursday nights. The majority of Thursday night and actually the single profile games, Monday night, Thursday night, uh, uh, Sunday night, have gone under. I had over on Monday night. It was an easy over. But this game, it, it sets up for the under. The total says under. There's a bunch of these games this week where you're getting fatigue. The offense is 
Um, you can tell they're hurt. They're not performing like they're supposed to. And so up and down the NFL card this week, look for fewer points. We've had really an underdog-driven league so far, and overs have done okay, at least in recent uh, recent weeks. I think we're going to revert back toward that trend of unders, which is what started the year. I play under the 41-and-a-half. Um, if you make me play the game, the line says Tennessee here. It's really difficult to try to fade Aaron Rodgers in these type of spots. I would steer clear. I don't like to line up with the public, and I do think the public will be on Green Bay. Just a lean toward Tennessee, but I like under the most. Um, lockstep with you, my friend. Weather is supposed to be brutal. Not sure if you heard, but 20 degrees, 20 to 25 mile per hour winds, and possible snow, and it's going to feel like it's in the single digits. And of course, those Cleveland, are conditions Buffalo, that. Yeah, all of those <laughs> right. types of northern spots. It's going to be feet of snow this week. And that always worries me because the general public then drives those totals down. Wind affects totals going under. Everything else, unless it's feet of snow or multiple inches of rain, they typically don't drive totals down as far as what happens on the field. But this game in particular, the weather certainly doesn't help. But um, I will tell you that, that that always worries me when you get these big fronts and that's like front page news that everybody's going to get weather. Everybody immediately thinks, well, those totals are coming down. But Las Vegas, they all have the weather channel also. So they know that that's happening <laughs> and that's baked into these lines. So you got to be careful, especially if you're sitting in L.A., you know, trying to not get too much of a suntan going this weekend. Like, yeah, I watch those guys pop around in the snow and play the under. You got to be a little bit careful because the general public drives that thing down. But I think in this particular spot, yeah, we're definitely going under. So a few things. Number one, the Packers are the fourth. The Titans are the first lowest paced, slowest paced teams in the NFL. I mean, they eat up as much time on the clock between plays. That's number one. Number two, the Titans, their under has hit six straight games. Uh, Their last five games are averaging about 32 points. And here's where the weather comes into play for me. And that is Derrick Henry going up against a Green Bay Packers team that's horrible against the run already. And one thing I know about playing football is like it hurts to tackle in that in those type of weather conditions. So I just I just envision this is a Tennessee Titans team that's going to own time of possession. And I think they're just going to run, run, run with this very slow, methodical, boring pace of a lot of Derrick Henry on Thursday night. So. Uh, again, like I said, we are locked up there. I am with you with the under for sure. Uh, let's let's focus in on some of the uh, the L.A. centric games that are going to be taking place. The Rams going up against the Saints. Saints favored by four and a half. The over unders at thirty eight and a half. And uh, earlier today, it was uh, reported Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints, he's going to stick with Andy Dalton. He's not going to go with Jameis Winston. So, uh, what's what's your play in this matchup? That's like I'm going to eat a muffin versus a croissant versus a cinnamon roll. <laughs> I mean, we can go any of those directions. I probably need a salad. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's, it, he's going with the worst in our opinion. In my opinion, I'm with you. I, I heard it in your voice. You probably rather see Winston. Uh, he's shown signs when he was healthy. Um, but none of them are great options there. Winston doesn't – James Winston doesn't protect the ball. He throws to the other team. He certainly is going to have some rust. I played against the Rams. I released against the Rams and bet against them. Uh, actually, a lot of money the last couple of weeks. Had Arizona last week, even with the backup quarterback, at Tampa when they went down there and lost. This is a Rams team trending in the wrong direction. Offensively, they seem absolutely lost. And another one of those games, I mean, I, listen, I hate to go under on a lot of these NFL games, but I don't know where the points are coming from. Both of these teams are going to, especially 
especially the Saints, they're going to keep it close to the vest. They're not going to want to make mistakes. Think Belichick ball. You know, you don't play field position, play good defense, and take advantage of what your other team doesn't do well. And as weird as it sounds from where the Rams were last season with a lot of offense and real familiarity with all the receivers and like how Stafford and Cup were playing last year, that's not the Rams team we're getting this year. This team's having difficult time putting it in the end zone. They're not on the same page. They don't have a lot of other weapons that are effective other than uh, Cooper Cup. And, and he's, you know, he's banged up. And so I'm, I, I like under in this one. If you make me play, anytime we're trying to figure out quarterbacks, you know, and that was the whole thing with, with uh, Josh Allen uh, in Buffalo last week, and we had this deal with Kyler Murray. Uh, anytime that you don't know exactly what you're going to get out of that key position, there's typically better spots unless you can rest pretty confident you're not going to get a lot of points no matter who starts. And I think that's what we're getting here. No matter who starts at quarterback, no matter what they put out there, they're not going to get in the end zone a lot. I like under that one as well. Yeah, I'm with you as well uh, on the under. Another uh, L.A. game, of course, the Chargers. It is the primetime game on Sunday night going up against Kansas City. Kansas City is favored by six. The over-under is at 50 and a half. Uh, and, and just when you thought the Chargers were getting healthier on the offensive side of the ball with Keenan Allen and potentially Mike Williams coming back, now more injuries on the defensive line. They only have four healthy defensive linemen heading into this matchup against Kansas City. That does not bode well when you're going up against the number one scoring offense in the NFL. What's your play here? Yeah, and the Chiefs' schedule gets so much easier. Talk about early in the year. They had the hardest schedule coming out of the box. And I said, after Halloween, things will let up for the, for the Chiefs. There'll be an easier schedule. They should really be in the, the chemistry of their offense. And that's exactly what you're getting. But I need to, there's a couple things here. We talked about Vegas having team sets. They have injury reports. And this is that prime spot, prime game, where everybody's going to play catch-up with the Chiefs. My, I'm going to be up. My clients are going to be up. Most likely you're going to be up. Our listeners are going to be up if they play our stuff most of the time. But most of the public is going to get beat up again Saturday. They're going to get beat on Sunday. And this is that classic, I'm going to get it back, playing the Chiefs, playing the Holmes on the road. I promise you Vegas will have a huge exposure with the Chiefs. They're going to be the biggest Charger fans there are on the planet. They'll be there with all 25 Charger fans in L.A. Uh, but those Vegas line setters, 100%, are going to need the Chargers here. That typically works out for them. More times than not, upwards of 65% on the games this year when they've had over 85% of the money. And I anticipate that's exactly where this one is going. Vegas has won in exactly this spot. I like the Chargers here. I'm not sure how they keep it close. X's and O's wise, it's going to be tough. But we see these games every single week that you can't see any possible way. Well, let's look at Philadelphia, Washington. How many? I had over the game, over the total. I didn't want to be sweating either side of that. But who in the world walked up and said, give me Heineke and Washington plus the points against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody did. It cost a whole bunch of money in that single catch-up game on Monday night. You're getting it early here on Sunday. I like the Chargers plus the points. Yeah, you know what? It, it's interesting. You, you talk about that Monday night game. I, I just I'm beating myself up over it because Jordan Davis. I said this. Jordan Davis to me was the best player coming out of this year's draft. And you know, listen, a nose tackle not sexy. Right. Like we're looking at Olave with the Saints. Right. We're looking at like, you know, um, Brees Hall before he got injured with the jet. Like those are sexy play. Those are players that you're like, Anita, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, without Jordan Davis, teams have run all over, all over the Eagles to the to the point where they signed Linville Joseph today. 
Um, yeah. Because, yeah, as we know, the Eagles are all in it to win it. And I'm beating myself up. I'm beating myself up because I said to myself, Washington is going to run the football. And if they're successful running the football, they're going to cover. But I didn't think that they would be as successful as they were. And so I'm beating myself up. I was a big loser on Monday. So I'm beating myself up over that, Jack. And, and execution in the red zone, that was the other big surprising thing. Even if you know they can do it between the 20s, when you get inside the red zone, you got a quarterback that literally was a backup of the XFL or whatever. You don't expect them to take that next step. But those are the type of drill-down situations, and Anita, I know you're very, very polished at this, where you want the, you find those situations. Remember, if you're out there listening, everybody has TV sets. Everybody knows the key players that are out. And you're right. There's nothing sexy, literally or figuratively, about nose guards. All right? right. Nothing at all. Take it from a guy that weighs 350. Nothing sexy about 350. Except when that old boy sit on the sidelines and not clogging up the running game, it opens everything up. Everybody mm-hmm. exhales. And sometimes you can take advantage of that. And that's exactly what happened Monday. And expect more of that going forward. There's these teams that have these injuries that most people don't know about. And being able to find those are going to create some value for us. All right, before we let you go, we got to talk about probably the most anticipated, exciting game this week in college football, and that's USC going up against UCLA. USC explosive offense. UCLA coming off of a surprising loss to Arizona. How did they lose to Arizona? Anyway, a trap game, maybe. USC is favored by two. The over-unders at 76. Neither of these defenses are quite good at all. I'm really intrigued. What's your play here, Jack? Yeah, this one, we talked last week that if there was either team that had a possibility of that slip-up spot, that it was 100% UCLA. Uh, USC it was going up against Colorado. They couldn't defend you and I. We could literally line up in the eye backfield. I'll pitch it to you. You'd be just fine. I'll, I'll run the other way on a fake. We'll see if Colorado can stop. It's probably not. Now you get this matchup of incredible offenses. Here's the problem. The value's never on the over in a spot like this, and you can see a trap meet breaking out. Both these teams like to score. Lincoln Riley's teams have been known not to play a lot of defense. Better this year, early in the year, not so much lately. Um, UCLA, you're getting great value with them because of that recency bias, what happened last week. And by the way, the Sharks are hammering UCLA right now. This game opens at three. It's down to one and a half. And it's not going to surprise you if it jumps the fence, Anita. I like UCLA here in a spot where everybody late Saturday is going to be on USC and what they saw all year long, the Lincoln Riley, the quarterback situation, all those things going on there, and the fact that they didn't lose last week. I think there's huge value with UCLA here. They have typically figured out a way to overachieve in these exact spots. I like UCLA plus the points here. I'm not sure it'll be plus the points by Saturday night. I love it. I love it. I, I, like, we're, we're just we're, – we're lockstep, like – all four games. It's quite frightening, but I still love it. Um, I know you're jumping on a flight. I know, you're, I know you're jumping on a flight to head to Vegas, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Always appreciate it here. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. Check him out. We broke down four games for you, three NFL, one college, but he's got a plethora. So make sure you go to fatjacksports.com. Thank you so much. Safe flight, my friend. Good luck. Have a great week and happy Thanksgiving. Go next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excited about Thanksgiving as well. So this concludes our show, by the way. Um, man, uh, we, we've, we've loaded you up, have we not, right? Like Fat Jack talking college as well as NFL. We got you ready for the World Cup. I can't wait. I don't know about you. Like, I, like I've already got 
my games, where I'm heading. I'm heading into the city. I got like my sports bars. I got everything. Got my tables reserved. I got like who I'm watching with. Oh, I can't wait. Um, also getting you ready for uh, Thursday night football. It's a great thing about being on Wednesday. That way, you know, there's nothing better than winning on Thursday night so that you go into course Sunday or even Saturday with college football in the green, right? And playing with house money. And I feel like we did that for you tonight. At least I hope we did deep dive uh, with Bill, with Bill Conley, of course, uh, with USC and UCLA and Mike Triplett as well, giving us some insight in regard to the saints. So um, jam pack show. We've had a blast. Of course, Tyler and Rebecca doing a phenomenal job, of course, producing the show. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We so appreciate it. This is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.